What's up, everyone? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerds Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out the Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's where the magic happens. And speaking of magic, I am, of course, your illusionist in charge, Corey DLG. And um, the rabbit I pull out of my hat is uh, little brother Nico. Hey, guys. You're you're in a hat now. You know, it, you know I, I always felt like my life would end up this way. <laughs> uh, ominous, but accurate. I mean, it's, it's tough to shake it off, really. Um... It's been a. Uh, I took the Sunday. I took the Monday show off. What What did you do? Did you have fun? Did you do anything neat? Uh, yeah. I mean, we hung out with Victoria. That was cool. That uh, she hasn't been on in a while. You guys were talking about that. I I listened to the show because I'm also a fan. Um, I was trying been? to think. Like, uh, she was. I think it was the Thanksgiving episode. I honestly, I think so. I think so. I think back when we had one. big big friendsgiving back when Joey was still on. I think. Right. Because that was our, I think, our big episode. We had like six people or something ridiculous, like rotating in that episode. Was I there for that one? Did I take that one off? Maybe because it was. I remember Joey, Zach, Victoria. I think you weren't there because you were doing something. Going to prison, maybe. Yeah, or like taking care of a dog or something. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't even know if that's code for anything. Um, I mean, I think I'm actually talking about your actual, like, your parents' dog. <laughs> oh, well, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember what happened with the thing. There's like a total of maybe nine episodes in four years I haven't been on. Yeah, something. It's it's really small. You're in you're in most of them. I'm in rarefied air. I feel like. Yeah, you're you're one of those kids that they're like, oh, that's a really impressive attendance record. That's right. I want a medal. I mean, I'm not going to get you anything for it, but... Oh. Oh. Because mm. oh. I, I put in the request. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, like, our HR will look at it. Uh, they'll decide. Oh, the head of HR is going to examine it? Okay, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while, but, you know. <laughs> he checks the email from time to time still. I hope. <laughs> oh, man. Um... So I had a weird sense of deja vu today. Okay. I watched a show, a movie on Netflix called The American President. Okay. In it, Aaron Sorkin is the screenwriter, and he writes the story of an American president who is single. His wife died of cancer right before he ran for president. Um, And... Basically, he starts dating a woman, and the movie's it's like a rom-com about a president dating a woman. Uh, however, it's written by Aaron Sorkin, the guy who goes on to later write The West Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so, so many obvious things that he must have fallen in love with making this script. Uh, first of all, the biggest one is Martin Sheen, who plays the president in West Wing is the chief of staff in this movie. So he found Martin Sheen. He was like, you you will be the president. (laughs) He found Martin Sheen specifically in this movie. Um, Also, 
there's a there's a woman who plays in the West Wing, Nancy McNally, who's the head of uh, like a, I think special forces or something like that. She's one of the intelligence directors that's in the Situation Room regularly and gives them advice. Uh, she's on she's in this movie. Also, it's uh, it's incredibly obvious that the two characters, one of them is played by Michael J. Fox here in the movie. Uh, and he bounces off of a guy named Leo. Leo is the name of the chief of staff in the West Wing later. But Michael J. Fox and this guy whose name is Leo, their relationship is clearly uh, the same relationship dynamic that they use between Josh and Toby in the West Wing. So this movie is basically like a blueprint of the West Wing. It's like a movie rom-com pilot of the West Wing. Weird. <laughs> I gotta think basically what happened was he was like, I really want to do something about the president. And basically the studio was like, well, we need a rom-com. And he was like, I can make this work. Fine. And then four years later, as Aaron Sorkin became more and more and more of a name, and suddenly he's like, hey, I want my I want my own show. And NBC's like, what do you got? And he's like, I got this president thing. And they're like, yeah, whatever. We don't care. They said content product. Do it. And so he brings on Martin Sheen to play the POTUS. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of uh, just kind of overlap like in themes and in uh, humor and in like how they talk about the job of the presidency when they're talking about it like high and lawfully, but then also when they're talking about it like jokingly. Uh, like at one point somebody was like, I'm not saying like let's burn down the building and uh, Michael Douglas playing the president was like, well, hang on, let's hear him out. Maybe, maybe that's not a, as bad a deal as we think it is. <laughs> and it's pretty obvious. Like that was one of my favorite things in West Wing is when the president would joke that somebody could just have the job for fifty bucks and a bus ticket. Right. Like, fifty bucks and a bus ticket, he could be the president. <laughs> like you want it, have it. Um, but yeah, it was kind of an interesting, like, as I'm watching it, and it's only an okay movie, it's not great, but as I'm watching it, <laughs> but I'm, as you're watching it, you're like, well, this is just the West Wing. Basically, like, so many things kept me, and maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit more obvious to me because I write, because I know, like, writers recycle ideas and stuff like that, we do that, that happens, but definitely. Well, sometimes you're like, well, I like this, but I don't, I don't think this is the best application of it. Right, but it's interesting how much... Uh, of the West Wing is in this on screen. I think it's funny that he uses some of the same actors even. Yeah, the same actors, the same dynamics, and the same sense of humor to it. Um, There's a scene very early on in the first date. He invites her to a state dinner, and they're walking down the steps, and um, he's like, do you, she's like, do you do this much? And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, date. And he's like, He's like, no, actually, I don't. What about you? And she goes, yeah, I find myself going on a lot of first dates here lately. And he goes, oh, okay, well, how's this one going since you're the expert? And she goes, oh, it's pretty normal so far. And he goes, damn, I want it to be different. And just as he says that, the National Guard, like, plays his entrance because it's a state dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's it's just funny. It's that sense of humor that in the West Wing plays so well on TV. Moments. Also, later he's trying to tell her he's a normal guy as the helicopter is landing. And she's like, what's that? He's like, that's my ride. He's like, I, I have to go now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of little... It's, it's a really interesting 
Um, just to see the parallels between the two. Like, if you watched the season of the West Wing and then watched this movie, you would see exactly how exactly how much the American president sets the like the seeds for what would become the West Wing. That's funny. Seeing like the genesis of the idea. So this movie's pretty old then. Nineteen ninety five. I looked it up before we did the show because I was like, I want like what if it happened afterwards? Like <laughs> what if they were like, this is just the West Wing guys? Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sheen was like, "No, no, I don't want to play the." Uh... Martin Sheen was like, "No, I don't want to play the president this time. Can I be the chief of staff?" Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so the movie's 1995, and then the West Wing starts in '99, so it's four years later. Oh, okay. Hey, had to set the groundwork. It's just long enough for people to have forgotten about the American president. I guess, yeah, just the kind of. An okay, an okay movie from four years ago is really not like on everyone's mind all the time. It's sort of like what Joss Whedon did with Buffy, right? Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is an okay movie, and then about twelve years later, it's a hit TV show. Yeah, it's like true. This started somewhere else, but you wouldn't have figured that out just by looking at it, unless you'd seen both, and then it's really obvious. <laughs> It's weird to me because I really enjoyed the Buffy movie. I don't know. I've never seen anything about Buffy, and I always hear people talk about it, and I'm completely lost because I have no idea. Really? Yeah. Uh, the show is great. You really should take some time and enjoy it. Um, the movie's only okay. Actually, the movie has a lot of great one-liners in it. It's a really funny action movie. Um, and it looks like, <laughs> like a sequel series to it as well. Uh, of Buffy, yeah, Angel. Yeah. Um, as Buffy is fighting, uh, one of the vampires towards the middle of the movie, uh, he gets his arm cut off. Mm-hmm. So later he's fighting her again, and he's talking about how like there's no point in, in denying us, there's no point in fighting us. We're the superior group of people. Blah blah blah. We can. There's nothing we can't do. And she's like, Oh yeah, clap. It's pretty good. And he just kind of looks down at his missing arm and is like, <laughs> it's just like, there's a lot of that to, uh, to, to the movie that I really enjoy. That's funny. It's good, uh, also, Luke Perry, isn't it? It's a good bit. Um, yeah, it is a good bit. Luke Perry is, um, there was a time when you were, people were curious about his career. Um, it would get attention when he would be in things because he wasn't in a ton of stuff and he was like the 90210 bad boy type thing. This is exactly the kind of movie that someone probably told him not to make, but he made it anyway. There you go. Absolute legend. Don't you just love those great business decisions that people make sometimes? <laughs> uh, well, I'll never forget. Um, is it Ian Ziering is the other 90210 guy, the one from the shark movies? No, oh, geez, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Ian Ziering is his name. And they essentially asked him when the first one happened and like it got a little publicity because that was like the Sharknado want to be in like one of those like just weird hits. Because it's so ridiculous. It is, but for whatever reason, there was just there was an endearing quality about it. It wasn't that it was listen, 
if ridiculous was the only ingredient, sci-fi has made about a hundred ridiculous movies. Oh no, for sure. I, I think it just it like it hit different because it was, they had already done like the whole Giga Shark like series of Ghost Shark, yeah, like, Atomic Shark. Yeah, so like it wasn't anything new. It's just that like the sheer ridiculous and like I know it's pretty it's pretty like great like campy movie like it truly is. So like it it pretty much lines up perfectly and it's just such a ridiculous thing that like it's almost become so recognizable just cuz it's so obscene and so absurd where it's just like literally Sharknado. Again, like we've had like we interviewed or had a picture of someone on like either the Facebook or something where before they're literally dressed as a Sharknado in this big dress and they had sharks it's all true. over it. I remember that. Like it's just something that you can see and you'll just never forget that because it's like that's so creative and so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, I, you know, hey, that's kind of a nice appeal. But uh, but so Ian Ziering's answer when he was asked, like, how did you choose this script? And 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 to everyone's credit, like the media kind of approached this like it was going to be a like it was a real movie after it blew up and got attention. People were kind of like, "Hey, you're in this hit movie, Sharknado." <laughs> he was like, "This was nothing." <laughs> he was like, "Well, honestly, my wife was pregnant, and uh, in the actors' union, if you don't, if you're not in X amount of stuff, uh, you lose your your medical." And so uh, I didn't want to lose my medical, so I made the movie. <laughs> yeah, very real answer. It, you know, it's kind of like why Fall Out Boy came back. It's like, oh, why didn't Fall Out Boy come back? And the lead singer's like, "I needed to pay my mortgage," and it's like, "Yep, all right." Is that really what he said? Yeah. That's awesome. He, he, Good for he him. got the band back together because he's like, hey guys, I need to pay my mortgage. Uh, you want to make another album? And they're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so my buddy's band, Ludo, they used to basically, after their after the record deal was done, they weren't really a band, but they never really advertised that they broke up. They just kind of did other stuff. Um, they would regularly get invited to play colleges and such. Um, and so they basically sat down, you know, like, a someone to handle the phone calls when they would come in and basically told them like anything over X amount of money will do, um, because it, you know, it helps pay our, uh, our taxes for the year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, they would play two or three college shows a year and then here did i tell you that they started recording again yes well you, you told me but i don't know if you've ever said it on air <laughs> yeah they uh they released a new song at halloween um so i guess i'm not breaking any secrets there halloween was um, a little you know just a minute just a hot minute ago you know it, it was but i hadn't really I, there was never like an opportunity to talk about it. like we, we kept just sprinting into other stuff yeah i guess so um i and i only listened to the song a couple of times but basically what 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 sparked the whole thing was uh, they did a reunion show in St. Louis. Someone else invited them to, like, close out a show. And the second their name went up, the thing sold out in a day. So then they added another date, and it sold out again. So then they added a third date. And I believe that one sold out as well. And then there were no more, like, spare dates. Yeah, and they were like, "Well, maybe, maybe we need to. Maybe we need to actually this. do this again." And so they got together, they rehearsed, they played the shows, and nobody wanted to murder each other. Um, I guess I haven't actually talked to Matt about this, so maybe I'll try and get him on as we get a little closer to Halloween. Tunes. Them releasing some music. Um, 
but yeah, basically it's, uh, like, you know, I guess it's time for some more Ludo. Never once did I think it ever come back. I always have to ask you about their name because I like have like short term memory loss about their name for some reason. Um, it's from the Pan's Labyrinth, the movie, but I've never seen the movie, so I don't actually ever know the reference. That's the Guillermo del Toro movie, right? There is one called that, but I'm talking. I'm, I'm not not Pan's Labyrinth, just Labyrinth. The one oh, David okay. Bowie. I've never seen that one either. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I, and what's funny is before they were when they were still like a MySpace band, okay, back in the old um, days, just just touring the regions of the war of the states. Um, there was like seven or eight bands called Ludo. And one by one, they got rid of them all with a lawyer. <laughs> Little behind the scenes, that's how it works. When one of you really wants to be the name, like, listen, there's there's a million bands out there at the, like, the low level. So they pick a name, and you go out there, and what basically winds up happening over time is other people are using the name just like you are because they had, they saw the same movie you did. Yeah, people having the so, same ideas is never new. Yeah, the idea gnomes spread the love. The known gnomes. Um, so what they did is, you know, they, listen, they had a plan very early on. We need to raise X amount of money to record. We need to raise X amount of money for merch. We need to raise X amount of money for this, for that. And they put in their budget X amount of money to get some cease and desist letters written to get these other bands off of this name. There, there will be only one. We had to Highlander the name. There will be only one. Um, if you recall here lately, uh, Lady Antebellum, the Country Music Act, they went through the same process where they decided they were going to change their name because the Antebellum time period isn't. It's not a good time period. It's, it's specifically to describe the era in the South pre-Civil War. So that's um, real sensitive. When it is, especially because they're a country music band, it just looks it looks insensitive, right? So they decided to change their name. Well, guess what they changed? Is it, it to? like Lady A? Lady A. There's already a there's a black country music singer named Lady A who's like played New Orleans forever, and she's like, "Uh, hun, I'm already a thing," and they have decided to sue her for her name. Yeah, I'm not sure how that one's going to work out for you, Chief. Uh, They'll win eventually. I mean, it is what it is. Listen, anybody can sue anybody for anything. It's a matter of when it actually gets to court. And if she has the funds to protect her copyright that long. Yeah, that's horrible. I hate it. Because um, I can assure you, Lady A's got the bank. Yeah, they only have that one song that's played literally every single sad southern thing ever is, is that is that the one with the it's the quarter yeah, it's after the quarter one after one I'm a little and drunk I need and I need and then we're sued yeah. immediately Damn. right that's alright we, we're doing a parody version under that's 30 fair. seconds here comes here comes um, just elbow drop us into the next week <laughs> I, you know what, like, 
uh, one of my favorite copyright little tug of wars was between Radiohead and Prince on YouTube. Oh yeah, because so so Radiohead uh, is very open copyright. Um, they famously once their first album off off of label, they released it on their website. It is name your own price. Uh, I famously bought it for ninety nine cents. Really supporting the cause there. Um, listen, they took my dollar and they mm-hmm. spent it well. So you're um, the reason for their success, Corey. I'm I'm at least a dollar's worth of it. <laughs> I don't want more credit than I'm due, but I don't mind my credit. Um, but so they're they're basically, you know, um, very much in favor of like, if somebody wants to enjoy their stuff, they can. Well, Prince does a cover of one of their songs at a, at a show, and Prince is very the opposite, like lockdown security. If he'd have been alive in this era where they put the cell phones in the lockers, he would have done that. Um, instead, somebody does record Prince doing a cover of Radiohead's Creep and posts it on their personal YouTube account. Well, Prince's people flag it for copyright. And then radio somehow it's like right. nah, fam, that's my song. Somehow Radiohead catches wind of it and tells YouTube that it's our copyright and they're free to put it wherever they want. So then Prince is pitching a fit at YouTube. Can you imagine being YouTube? And this is ten years ago, YouTube, not YouTube. Yeah, now. ten years ago YouTube and where it's basically Prince. like some dudes in a broom closet with a server. Yeah, nothing sold for $10 billion yet. And Prince is banging on the door going, excuse me, can you take this song down? And you're like, please? absolutely, Mr. Prince. And then Radiohead walks in. It's like, <laughs> He's like, I don't think so. Leave the song up, please. And now they don't know what to do. So YouTube just killed itself. That was it. They just right there on the spot. <laughs> what we have now is actually YouTube. <laughs> YouTube 2.0, run by Radiohead and Prince. Collectively, um, yeah, no, I and I don't remember how it I'm pretty. Itself. I'm pretty sure it's stayed ultimately up because of the because technically it's a cover of a song that's copyrighted by Radiohead. And Radiohead wasn't having it. Yeah, and so he's like, "You can't copyright our own song because you didn't write that song or make that song." Yeah, it's not your copyright to enforce, Prince. Call me when you're king. Yeah, rest in peace, um, Prince. Yeah, R.I.P. My bad. Uh, <laughs> it is we are we are now living in the um, in the Biden era. The inauguration was this weekend. Um, we're on like I guess day three, day four, something like that. Uh, all my days we're supposed to get a hundred a hundred million vaccine doses in the first hundred days. Ooh. Um. Already, there's some headlines breaking out where basically they're starting from scratch. So I don't know how likely that is. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I read I read an article that kind of blew my mind. Um, so 60 Minutes in like October interviewed one of the generals that was like in charge of the whole Operation Warp Speed, and like basically he implied that there's a reserve of vaccine doses. So, like, for every set they distribute, they're keeping some back in case, just, like, to build up a reserve, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, 
Well, towards the end of the administration, people were complaining that they were not getting enough shots out. They had to so, blaze through the reserves. Um, well, the general said, okay, well, we're going to release the reserves then. Except the Trump administration had already released the reserves because there weren't enough vaccines coming through. So there was nothing. So, like, I'm picturing a guy going to a back room and swiping his card four times to get through all the security doors just to enter an empty room. Yeah, he opens like the door and he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole walkthrough is like the buildup of a big scene's like, listen. We've got enough shots in here to take care of all of Nebraska twice. Don't worry. We've got a plan. We're going to go from left to right and north to south and get everyone punched two times. Here we go. Door swings open, giant into our uh, house. You, you, you missed the dramatic reveal. You got like 20 sliding doors, like boosh, boosh, boosh giant vault door swings open. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. Oh. You know, I should have really been keeping track of those emails. I really... I think I missed a couple. <laughs> and then, like, the third guy behind him is like, oh, uh, sir, about the reserves, um, an email from two weeks ago you're tagged in says that they're going to be draining the reserves on a need-to basis uh, starting two weeks ago. Yeah. Should have been – should have thought about that one soon. Okay, <laughs> well – yeah, I just like the idea that someone told people there were reserves. And it's like, we had already, we had already used them. Of course there weren't. <laughs> of course there weren't. It's like, well, they, they existed <laughs> at one point. Yeah. When he went to the first meeting, he was like, okay, good, we're going to have reserves. Cool, cool, cool. At the second meeting, they were like, guys, we're going to tap the reserves. We're not getting these shots out fast enough. And he missed that yeah. part. <laughs> It's like the overconfident <laughs> student that walks into the room with nothing but like a bat, like a like a piece of paper and a pencil, and it's like turn your textbook to page five, and he's like, "What?" Ooh. Well, the guy who shows up and then uh, expecting a test, and the test was the, right. the class oh. before. Oh. oh, that happened to me. Uh, I don't remember what class it was. I think it was a government class. But, like, they dropped, uh, like, our lowest test score or something along those lines. But basically, and I was regularly going to the class, and for whatever reason, I skipped a Tuesday and came in on a Thursday and expected the test. And they were like, what happened to you? And I'm like, what are we talking about? And they're like, you had a test, bro. And I'm like, oh, cool. Cool. Um, Yeah, man, I... (laughs) Of course, there's already people concerned about what's going to happen under the Biden administration. Um, I was intrigued by the Trump pardons. Every president makes some interesting midnight yeah, pardons. Very last day, very tiny. Last uh, time you do it. Typically, this is where you really make some waves, right? Uh, famously, George W. I guess Herbert Walker, not H. Old school. Uh, yeah, H.W. He uh, famously uh, pardoned Scooter Libby uh, on his last day. He actually didn't pardon him. This was interesting. So Scooter Libby went to jail during the Bush administration for selling access to the White House. Okay, Essentially, they conclusively proved that people were giving money to Scooter Libby to meet the president. 
which is which is bad. Which is a no no. Which is bad. You don't do that. Um. Well, while Bush was sitting in office, he let Scooter Libby go through the whole trial and the whole process. Scooter Libby was sentenced and had already gone to jail. It was in prison when Bush's presidency came to an end. Uh, so on Bush's last day, he didn't pardon him, which would have removed the guilty plea. He commuted the sentence so that he could come home. Got him. I, I'll never understand that one. That's the weird one to me. Like you, you're going to catch the heat no matter what. I don't know what you think the difference. Yeah, is. I don't know. It's like, okay. Pardon him and just. There's some really important people on Trump's pardon list. Like the man, the myth, the legend himself, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne did get uh, one. Kodak Black. Um, <laughs> did, yeah. did Kodak Black get one? <laughs> okay, so there's a few other rappers who also got one. Um, I have a theory about this. My theory is twofold. One, It's going to go one, either path A or path B. Path A is that these guys have agreed to, like, buy some Trump property at an over-the-top price, essentially paying for this pardon. Um, like uh, buying a condo in the Trump Tower, and then let's say they're going for $2 million, they pay $6 yeah. million. But they get out of prison. They um, get pardoned by the president himself. Yeah. They get pardoned literally by the president himself, and in return, they basically bribe him. Um, that's my, that's my thought, A. Because again, these presidents, that's what, that's what the presidents do on their way out the door. Uh, Clinton may or may not have done that, like, cash for pardons, allegedly. Uh, or it's option B, and option B is Donald Trump potentially is going to be dealing with a lot of court cases and stuff, and he's going to need some allies to help sway public perception and back in his favor. And so some of these people are definitely like pop culture influencers. That's my only oh, other see, thought on it. Like you, you, gotta go, you gotta go secret here. option C. He's playing the long game for Ooh. his re-election. <laughs> and he's gonna have Kodak Black <laughs> and Little Wayne on his cabinet. On his cabinet? Not on the campaign yeah. trail, but on his cabinet, huh? Dang, okay. Uh, I saw... Uh, Listen, obviously, I, I feel a certain way politically, but I do want to make it clear. Like, I feel bad for people who had extra hopes or who didn't understand what was going on. There's a lot of comments, like, from the – someone posted something from the QAnon boards where literally this one person was like, I don't understand. I thought today was going to be the storm. I thought it was – If there was no – Like, where the person was clearly wounded and, and like, they were like, everything I've – you know, been fighting about for the last ninety days is totally wrong. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the that's the harsh reality, fame. It is setting in for a lot of people no, that yeah. uh, that was that this is it. Although I did see, I did see a, a great theory. Uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden have swapped places, a la face off. So what? <laughs> So this is really Donald Trump being sworn in for his second term. Yeah, that's why. He, that's why he shut down. That's why. He, that's why he's doing all the things he's doing. And when Joe, when Donald Trump gets charged for these things that are coming down the pipe Actually and probably goes to prison, 
it's going to really be Joe Biden going to prison for his pedophile crimes. I mean, like, you can tell yourself anything, just like the Detroit Lions are a real organization. And, uh... <laughs> what are... Just so we're clear, in your version of the universe, does the NFL only have 31 teams, or is there a different... No, there's only 31 teams. Okay. All right. Okay. I was just curious how you, how you were working I saw someone that. try to convince me there was Detroit Lions. They put Detroit Lions hat in a Marshalls I was walking through. Clearly just propaganda. <laughs> no, listen. They, they faked it. No, I get no, it. No I understand. It's not real. I totally the get team that. team doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I am. But I, like I said, I did feel bad for the people who were like literally just one of them literally trailed off, and towards the end, it was like, "Does this mean the virus is real, and I should be wearing a mask?" And it was like, mm-hmm. the "Answer that." You've now seen it all this. unravel. <laughs> and and poor Doctor Fauci, have you seen how happy he is now? I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's super thrilled. He's like, "This president literally told me if I don't know the answer, I don't have to say anything at all." I mean, what was he supposed to do? No one had the answer. Apparently, under the last administration, he was told to say positive things yeah. no matter what. Say positive things, don't rile the people up, and just don't say anything. It's like it's like Thumper, except less productive. <laughs> um... Of course, though, there are, are already people uh, pointing out the hypocrisy of uh, one Joseph R.J. Biden. I made up the R.J. I don't know if it says or not. Um, I like to call him, I like to call him uh, Joe. Apparently. <laughs> Ray Gun. Um, one of the first things he did was he signed, I think, 19 executive orders, including mask mandated mask wearing at all federal properties. That night, he gave a statement at the Lincoln Memorial, and he was photographed for an extended period of time without wearing a mask. So, obviously, the hypocrisy has already begun. Do as I say, not as I do, Mr. Reagan himself has showed up. Um, I don't know if he wore one while he was there or not. I I have no... I figure... I'm 90% sure what happened is he was wearing one. He took it off for a speech. They were doing pictures. He was stood there for a minute. And then when he wandered off, he put it back on. But it doesn't matter because everyone yeah, saw him on TV fool. without He's it. already played in my trip. <laughs> Got him. Even Joe Biden knows the virus is a myth. Yeah, I don't know, Chief. Um... <laughs> All right, so we're up against it here. We'll jump out to a break. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and talk about our sponsors. The adventure begins, and then we'll uh, wrap up the Friday edition of Nerd the Radio. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio.
Welcome back, Nerd Dog Radio listeners, to the Friday edition. We're right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um, come hang out with us there. We're going to be getting a lot more content up over the next – this year is the year of Nerd Thug. That's what we've decided. Um, we said that last time. It didn't work out so well. <laughs> yeah, last year COVID overruled us. You know, he was in the meeting. We just weren't listening to him. That was our fault. It was our fault. He was like, actually, I got a lot of stuff going on next year. And we were like, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. We're in the middle of stuff. Calm down. And he's like, I got, I got big things, big claims. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. He's the SoundCloud rapper. We really weren't expecting to pop off this year. <laughs> Several years ago, it was Post Malone, White Iverson. This year, last year, it was COVID with Cough Cough. Cough, cough. The plague too. Plague two point mm. Um. All right, you go before we get too far into any more idiocy. Uh, go ahead and tell our friends about the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. The Adventure Begins Comics Games and more is open and at full operating hours. If you want to come inside, you are going to have to wear a mask though. They do have table space available. If you want to be extra safe, they do also have curbside and delivery options available. So they do have events running back up. So uh, Friday at 6 p.m. Tonight. Yep, that's today. And it really, like, I'm still getting used to the time travel thing. Never, <laughs> never good. <laughs> Team Yankee and Flames of War casual meetup. At a Saturday at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon casual meetup. Uh, at 6 p.m. also on Saturday is Hammer Time, Warhammer, and Tabletop Warhammer uh, meetups are back. And then, of course, they're big. One opportunity left. Next Wednesday, the 27th is the last day. You'll be able to get up to seven, uh, 75% off comics in the back stock areas and 25% off comic bundles, hardback books, and trade paperbacks. And then this upcoming Tuesday, the I'm bad at dates, 26th is going to be, uh, we're going to host a small Digimon tournament. So this is pre-constructed, so you're going to have to come in and have your own deck built. This is, they only have a little bit of the product for prizing. But if you were able to get in on our uh, our pre-release event, you can come on in again and have a grand old time with us uh, on Tuesday at 5.45. We'll be setting everything up. I'll be there. I'll be hosting the tournament. So Ooh, come defending your me. title, right? Yes, coming for the title, I cannot be defeated. Uh, it'll be a little bit more awkward if the person who keeps organizing the event keeps winning. Than... Listen, if I if I won every event I organized, I would probably organize more events too. I mean, I mean, this is true. So yeah. come <laughs> come on down to the Intrigans Comics Games more. Fantastic staff, wonderful location. Come join us and have a grand old time. That's right. They got my books. Uh, they give me my 10% off for holding on to my books for me. Uh, they also have my books that I create right there on the shelf for you guys to buy. Um, maybe I'll try and get out there Tuesday, too, and do a signing with you. Maybe that's what we'll do. I'll, we'll post something on the Facebook about that. Um, this is an event now. We're doing things now. That's right. We've decided this. Uh, I am excited for you, though. The, the, the Digimon tournament is limited to 20 participants. That's specifically from Bill. So sign up now, get your five bucks in, go play your Digimon COD game, all right? 
Um, also, that that backstock sale is crazy. Seventy five percent off backstock. Adventure Begins has been open now for a year and a half ish. Oh, it's got to be longer than that. Two, is it two years? I think it's two years. Have they been our sponsor for two years? It's been a long time. Okay. All right. I, 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 yes. No. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. It's twenty one yeah. now because canceled Comic Palooza the year before we were hanging out with them. And we had just signed with them maybe a month or two beforehand. Exactly. So yeah, this is this is year we're deep into year two. Um, wild times, wild times. It, it, ah, just time flies. Anyway, the store's been open for two years, so there's a lot of back stock there. Um, people should be going in. And taking advantage of seventy five percent off—that's awesome. Yeah, that's huge. And even twenty five percent off those those you know those the hard yeah bags the hard covers and the in the graphic novels those get expensive. Yeah, twenty five percent off is a pretty big deal. That is a good deal. Plus, you know, you got reward points and there's all kinds of stuff. They're trying to save you money. They are trying to save you money. All right, so you make sure you get out there and take advantage of that. Um, man, so we got a little bit of time here. Uh, I had an embarrassing thing happen to me, uh, so obviously I'll share it on the show because uh, that's what you do. That is kind of all we do is share my embarrassing stories on the show. Um, this should just be called like embarrassing stuff that happens to Corey. Um, <laughs> Start a second show. It would be a much shorter one. We've already done it all here. Um, <laughs> it's just gonna be just gonna be twenty minutes of us going. All right, go listen to this episode and this episode. <laughs> So this week, I was talking to someone on one of the dating apps. I won't name which one. Nobody's paying us. Also, we're not having a lot of success on any of them right now. So uh, anyway, talking to a particular girl on a particular app, we're just it's literally just the getting to know each other phase. The 20 questions game, little of this, little of that. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. We hadn't even gotten to the point of talking about meeting or anything like that. Um... So we're sitting there just kind of having conversation, and the other night, the conversation ended with, uh, I was going to be recording, so I was going to be out of pocket for a while, so I said, hey, here's my number, we've been having a really great conversation, Uh, how about tomorrow you shoot me a text, and we'll just kind of pick up from there, and she was like, yeah, that would be really nice, I'd like that, and I was like, okay, cool, that person overnight deleted their account. Got him, got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I think that's the hardest ghosting I've ever seen in my life. Deleted their account overnight. Um, and, and who knows? Perhaps this particular brand of app, when someone unmatches you, it just says that. So, like on some of them, when they unmatch you, they just their their your conversation with them just disappears. Right. Yeah. On this one, it's they have sale deleted. Yeah, it moved to the very bottom of my pile of conversations. Because at first I was like, oh, it just disappeared. She, you know, she must have unmatched me. And I was like, man, that's, that's kind of brutal. She literally actually said she was going to, like, okay, that's, wow. All right. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Got him. So I was, I was like, well, maybe, maybe not. So then I was kind of looking through the conversations, and literally it's at the very bottom. I could see where I had sent the very last message. So I clicked on it 
and it literally up at the top instead of saying her name with her picture it had a, a blanked out picture but it said deleted account got him i was like wow holy crap um you got mega ghosted <laughs> I got ghosted so hard she was like, I better never talk to anyone on this app ever again. <laughs> you know, after that experience, I'm I'm just done with this. <laughs> so that was a good self-esteem builder. That was that felt good. This is why online dating is, is death. Oh, it's the worst. It really is. Like if, if you mix the good and bad and blended it all up, it's eighty percent the worst. Um eighty percent the worst. The worst. Uh, I, I once got told, okay, I want, there was a girl who, it wasn't one where you could match, it's one where you could send messages no matter what, mm-hmm. and she had like four pictures of cats on her thing, so she's the crazy cat lady, okay, and I sent a message to her, and she said, uh, that basically I, I wasn't cool enough, like, she was like, mm, hard pass, should have had more like, cats, I was like, crazy cat lady just hard passed me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You got you got supreme ghosted. You got you got, basically you got Thanos snapped out of existence. Yeah, right. Like, it's hard not to sort of wish that uh, someone stole her phone and, and destroyed it. Right. Like, I'm I'm out of like good options for what happened. Right. Like the real plot twist is if she texts you and is like, "Hey, sorry." I deleted my account because I really only want to talk to you now. Like that's like the happy ending to the story. That's not what happened, is it? Uh, I have not received a text message yet, so yeah, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, if it changes, I'll notify uh, the listeners accordingly. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I believe she either. It seems like she deleted her entire account based on the awfulness of of meeting me over the last couple of days. <laughs> but you didn't even meet him. No, just talking to me. Just talking to me was so bad that she gave up on dating and will die alone now. <laughs> she decided. She said, "This is. It's been. It's been real chief and just like peace time and like disappeared into the ether." Yeah, he was like. Keep talking to terrible people like this guy, or just die alone. I'll die. Alone. It's fine. It's fine. It's that one dog meme where everything's on fire, and he's like, "This is fine." <laughs> That's me now. That's how I feel on all these apps now. <laughs> it um, it was humbling. It was humbling. I um, it's it, the DLG charm is best worked in person. <laughs> You know, that's very true. That is 100% true. Uh, the DLG charm is not only best work in person, it's best work on somebody who's not paying attention. Exactly. Because you're quite funny. <laughs> if they never see me coming, it's it's uh, usually the best approach. Yeah. I think I just described sneaking up on someone. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't scare people. <laughs> that's, that's not good. That's not how dating works. Um, ah, if you if you scare them, then you have to, you have you're <laughs> obligated to go on a date. Ah, you have to date me, Ah-ha! and then I run away. Um, <laughs> oh no, it was the date ninja. Ah, this bit was way less funny than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that was a that was a good feeling. That was a good feeling. I'm glad, I'm glad you've I'm, I'm glad you've recovered so well from it. 
I genuinely this morning I was like, did she delete her account? I was like, wow. That's next that's next level, like I don't want to talk to you anymore. It's something, that's for sure. Either uh, that or they were just <laughs> waiting for you to send their phone number. Now they now have stolen your phone number. Right. Yeah, that was their game plan all along. It was like, we gotta get this guy's number. Honestly, listen, I'm not that complicated. Just ask him for it. <laughs> yeah, like if you're robbing me on the street, like chances are you don't even gotta ask me that hard. Yeah, man. Don't even try and pickpocket me. Just say, hey, give me your wallet. Okay. Okay. All right. Not much in there's gonna help you, but sure. <laughs> listen, I haven't had a lot of success with it, so good luck. <laughs> It's like that. It's like uh, it's like someone told you at knife point at the ATM machine. They see your balance and then they give you twenty dollars. Yeah, they're like, "Dang, son, you you need cab ride, man. You need Uber. <laughs> I'll call an Uber for you, bro." <laughs> All right. Um, that humiliation being said, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode of Nerd Thug. Ending right on such a positive note. Yeah, ending ending on a high note. Um, <laughs> on behalf of Little Brother Deco and myself, and the adventure begins, comics, games, and more. Uh, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. As always, guys, let's stay safe, wash our hands, try and be kind to each other, try not to ghost people. I'm, I'm gonna start putting that in the universe too. Um, don't ghost people, it's kind power. of rude. <laughs> <laughs> fight the power, Black Lives Matter. Uh, let's be kind to each other out there, guys. We all got, we all got to make it through this crazy, crazy world, and these apps aren't helping. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on Monday, and uh, thanks for hanging out with Nerd Thug Radio. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeout uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs>